Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance, head down into the show notes. And if you'd like to support the podcast, we have a link to our Gumroad store where we have a number of cool documents if you're heading around the world and you look for some resources or if you just want to say, hey, thank you. And we got some game breaks there as well. And all the links that we tend to talk about goes through our uh, Amazon affiliates. So if, you know, when you hit the click and you hit the buy, it puts a few, you know, a couple pennies into our pocket. So yep. we appreciate it that very much. the show. Thank you. Absolutely. So today is our beginning of the year because it's uh, we're recording this in early January. I love this episode. I was gonna say, we do it every year. This is the, what 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 is the Booster family going to do this year? Yeah. Well, what are these wacky, wacky people doing? <laughs> um, so this is, you know, so last year we talked a little bit about you know, uh, that our, our youngest, if you've been following our journey from the beginning, has gone from a glow worm um, all the way to a very precocious, very um, uh, insistent, um, demanding that she is, <laughs> is involved in everything that we do, uh, three-year-old, just about three-and-a-half-year-old now. Um, and so this is one of the first years that, you know, we kind of started doing some homeschool with her at the end of last year. Um, but this is the first year where we, we are starting to have to begin to plan, you know, going forward through this calendar year um, that she will be involved. And so we have a whole plan for her. And also we have our older one, which is she will be finishing up, quote unquote, her first grade year and moving into her second grade year at the end of this year. But her academics are a little skewed, uh, especially in her math. I think. Yeah, she's, we'll kind of get to it. She's, yeah. she's, she's seven, so she's a little bit on the older edge a for bit, a first yeah. grader because of her birthday. But I think it's important to kind of set the framework for those of you that are new. We yeah. you know, welcome all the new listeners. Yes, um, thank you. Yes, thanks for joining us. So, and especially all those people who are on Reddit who might be saw my post and joined. You know, <laughs> hello, hello. So, uh, I think it's important to to baseline this a little bit in that you know the the school year runs yeah. you know late August, early September to May, June, whatever you know the normal school year run, and we don't really plan our year that way. We plan it by calendar year. Uh, for me, I just I I feel yeah. like it. I have a really hard time working my brain across years <laughs> with a school year and i really like to think in calendar year terms yeah. because it's it, you know we, we get started with this good momentum in january and we carries us through we have yeah. a little bit of a lull in the summer where we do continue to work but we don't have our other stuff going on and then we get to the end of the year and there's a ramp down for the last few weeks of the year i just i feel like it dovetails really nicely yeah. um and I, I so i just don't like planning that way so that's why we, we like to talk about this now well, as opposed to the start of the school year it's kind of hard because we also, we also straddle two things and we'll get into if, if you've been following us you know that we have a parent partnership that we're involved in we'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end um, but we kind of straddle two two camps we're like homeschoolers that homeschool all year round mm-hmm. and you know all the challenges and the advantages of doing that 
but also we are stuck in the normal school year because we for are all of our enrichment because so, our parent yeah. partnership is a public school. Um, and so we, we have this weird, like we are on their schedule, but also we, we don't really care about their schedule because we've got we our homeschool own, year <laughs> because we homeschool yeah. all year round. And it's, you know, it's such a wild, we, we should maybe do an update maybe at the end of uh, this year and talk about, you know, our second year at our parent partnership. Yeah, the second year, the, our parent partnership has definitely been quite a bit different than I, our first. Because we were still quote unquote in the pandemic. Yeah, then. And exactly. Now, now we're, I think we're, you know the experience at the school is fully out of the pandemic. No masks, no, no social distancing. We're, we're basically yeah, things back have to changed normal, quite yeah. a bit there. Yeah. It, it is a different experience and our daughter being older too, not and being they, a and kindergartner. And they, and they took my table away, Ariel. Yeah. I, I asked for one thing. <laughs> you had a private one chair table. I, I had her one chair table and they took it away. <laughs> In and the they, gathering put, room. They, they put a cabinet there. Oh, <laughs> like, ah, no, that was your own private space. It was my own private space. But anyway, that, that being said, so, Hey, let's get into it. Um, our young one. So she's three and a half, going to be four this year. Right. She'll um, be four, four in the summer. Sharp as a tack. Love her to death. Very sharp. Uh, she's very a, sharp. She's a little whirlwind. She's she, a little tornado. It's one of those things where we, we kind of have to start to realize we can't talk about everything. And we, we used to do the spelling stuff to keep yeah, our Yeah, that older, doesn't work anymore. Yeah, the older one from, from knowing what we're talking about. It's like... You, you got to start spelling really complicated it's like, words. It's like, hey, we got to put the little one to B-E-D and... The, our oldest one's like, you got to put her to bed. I'm like, oh, she always translates. I don't really care if why? she knows. I just don't, don't want her to one. say it. Just don't say it out loud, <laughs> yeah. child. So we can't, we can't uh, spell words anymore. And then the little one is now really starting to hear Yeah, everything. she's sentient. Yeah, she's Yeah, very, we, we can't, we can't talk about things in front of her. Exactly. So, so we, so let's talk a little bit about what we've done with her. So we're, we're closing in at the end of the Blossom and Root volume one. Yep. Early years. So early that's years. the preschool curriculum. So that's supposed to be kind of, you know, ages two, three, and yeah. it's been, a, it's been good. We'll, we'll give a review of, we'll have we, a review episode come it, up. I think a long time ago, maybe I'll, I'll grab the, we did the review of volume two because right. our, our oldest did we that did it with when our she oldest. was just coming out of preschool right before she started, um, sort of major curriculum. Right. Yeah. Now, when we finish, so, so I mean, I guess, you know, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go to volume two with yeah. our little one. Um, when we finish that, we should probably do an update episode because we're actually going to be doing the updated version of volume two. We did cool. the older version with our older daughter. So um, there, there's been an update since, so maybe we'll do a short episode on Absolutely. that to tell you how that goes. But yeah, so we're going to be moving to early years volume two with her. And really the difference between volume one and volume two it's time. It's a little bit of intensity. Yeah. Um, there's there's some cool kind of um, engineering type things, um, which like like you would you would build something out of Duplos, for example, and you give your child the same Duplos that you built copy, out, and they have to copy, copy it. Yeah, or you know, floating things in water. There's just some like kind of proto stem Ca- stuff, counting stuff. Yeah, there's a little bit more. It's just a little bit more, and, and right. I think I think we're excited to move on to that because I think that's kind of where she is. Right yeah, now. so it's a little bit more intensive on the letters. Um, so there's going to be a letter every week. And every day of the week, there's different letter exercises that are done to help mm-hmm. kind of reinforce that. There's still kitchen classroom. There's still reading. There's still art. Yep. Uh, we music, really there's music. Stuff, yeah. We really enjoyed um, volume two with our older daughter. So I think it's going to be good for her. Yeah. Uh, our goal would be to finish that by the end of this year. Absolutely. The one thing we may have to change might be some of the music. She's not as in as cool with classical music as our yeah. older daughter was. So we might have to add in like 70s, more movie more movie soundtracks 70s or something. And eighties and nineties music. We can definitely. Do I that. don't know. We're going to have to do something different for music appreciation because uh, our older daughter was very happy to listen to whatever you turned on and our younger one's pretty opinionated about it. So she is. she, she, she we'll likes see. what she likes. That's, that's the thing. Right. Um, and then, so with, and the reason why we're thinking about that is because as we said a little bit earlier, um, that our older one was a little bit on the older side of the age range. Yeah. 
our younger one is going to be on the early side and we're staring down the barrel that you know she's still going to start quote unquote kindergarten right in a year and a half yeah fall of 2024 2024. she would be a kindergartner and so not only do we have to wrap our head around preparing her for that you know all the various things that you know they tend to have to learn by then and it would be nice to have her and i've noticed that her learning style and this is the great thing that when you have two kids and you're homeschooling you you see how soon their different learning styles appear like you know what would have taken me weeks to to teach my one daughter who doesn't like to memorize things and and needs to be exposed to things over and over again my young one would be like you show her once and she's like yeah all right i got it and like i had but the younger one can't sit still long enough to do some of the other stuff that the older one totally got so it's they're very different they're very different i'm having to come to grips with you know what does that mean going forward how do i teach them Mm -hmm. together how do i teach them separately and the younger one is changing quite frankly right our older daughter is you know essentially the same kid that she was at at five she still is at seven yeah just um, a little bit more patience a little she's bit more, yeah i mean definitely way, way more patient definitely yeah. matured but the oh, same yeah. basic kid and i think that there's so much change happening between now at three and a half and five for our younger daughter she's getting out of that kind of you know preschooler crazy and she's now kind of like a a young kid. She she's ma- she she's has really that, changing yeah. a lot the, right the maturity now. Maturity is. The I think big this thing, next yeah. year is going to be a huge oh, thing for her. It, we're really going to see like where her. So I'm curious to see where her learning style settles out. Yeah. Uh, because those young kids are really kinesthetic learners, but then as they get older, it, things really change. So that'll be interesting to see with her. Yeah. Um, the other thing that will be. You know, we talked about her like going into kindergarten next year. And of course, we're not, you know, putting her into formal kindergarten, but she will go to our parent partnership. But we're homeschoolers. We don't have to run on the, hey, she turned five over the summer. So that means that she's going to be a kindergarten age kid. We don't have to do that. And don't feel like you need to do that with your yeah. kids. For us, we really feel like it's a good starting point for yeah. us to like kind of benchmark. Now, if something that we're doing, you know, she's not ready for it or whatever, then peace, that's fine. We will go ahead and we'll wait on it because she's not right there yet. But we have to have kind of something to go on. And so that's where we start. And that's the things we try to teach. And if then we run into something in that, you know, in that set for whatever grade level it is, when, you know, our daughter now is in first grade, we're trying to make sure you just pulled the standards the other day for first grade. We're trying to make sure that, yeah, like we're covering all of these areas and, you know, if we run into a snag somewhere, you know, okay, we'll back off or we'll try to do something else. We don't have to keep it grade level, but it's a really nice place to start. Cause I feel like sometimes when you start homeschooling, like, well, if, if I don't have to take an assessment every year and she doesn't, I mean, we have to take an assessment every year starting in third grade, but, um, uh, but we don't, you know, there's no penalty if she doesn't do great in the assessment. Right. So there's not like, nobody's holding you to the grade level thing. So you kind of feel like, I'm just here in the ether. Do I just teach my kid whatever I want to teach him? Or yeah. I kind of we kind of like using the standards as guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and a lot of times with those standards, you know, the what I saw on the wall, it you, you see how it's broken out, and they have these. You know, this feels like something that you know the the terms that they use, and you know the skills that you you, you they they are describing are not things that it's not the way you would normally describe it, mm-hmm. right? And you go, well, how how would they teach that? Like, what does this mean in English? Yeah, like, like oh, we're doing this and that. And you're like, okay, I see where Right Start Math is accomplishing that. Or I see where 
all about reading is accomplishing, you know, this skill mm-hmm. and that skill. And you go, oh, okay. So they've, they've woven it into a, a curriculum that makes sense to the average person. Right. And that abstracts up to these, you know, difficult concepts because they're breaking out in like very fine granularity, all these different reading concepts and comprehension concepts and grammar concepts. Mm-hmm. And they're very minute. And you don't say, say, well, we don't have a page in this book that corresponds to exactly that thing. But yeah. That's not how it works. That those are woven together as multiple, you know, there's multiple disciplines and multiple skills you're teaching when you're doing, say, an early reader or you're doing a lesson or you're doing this math lesson or you're reading these types of books. You obviously get those things when you do those typical educationally, you know, discussion oriented um, type of lessons. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want people to go and look at the, le- you know, look at the standards and go, oh my God, I need to make sure that I'm teaching ordinal numbers and blah, blah, blah. And this well, way, or I need to choose a curriculum that says yeah. it's common core, aligned, common core aligned, right? None of, none of the ones that we have are common core aligned, but they still teach the same stuff. They still do. All right. Maybe they're not teaching it exactly in the same order yeah. that they would in common core, but we're still accomplishing well, what we need to. And, and that's the other thing too, is that I, I really like about how we, you know, incorporate our morning basket, incorporating other, you know, curriculums as kind of reviews. I feel like if we do multiple curriculums and we do multiple books and we do multiple things, you're going to get everything. Sure. You're coming at it from different perspectives. The hope is that you just throw enough there and and you'll get it all right. Well, right. And one of my things about it is, you know, common core, we're not, we're not going to send our kids into public school next year. Right. So we're not trying to make sure that they've done absolutely everything they would normally do. If there's some stuff that they would do, let's say right start. Let's so let's, let's say like math in first grade in public school, they would cover all these, these hundred topics and right start covers a different set of hundred, but maybe in the following year, right start's going to catch up and get those. And then the public school will get the ones right start did in first grade. It might be like a little flip flopped and mishmashed, but we don't really care because they're not going back to public school anyway. So, you know, if you are though, if you are going to put your kid back in, then you'll want to get a common core aligned curriculum or just, just make sure you stay in or just check the standards and make sure that you're keeping up with it. And the reason why we say this is because when, when we're thinking about our three and a half year old going into kindergarten, there are a lot of requirements that you need them to do. Like, you know, writing their names, knowing their numbers, knowing their basic mm-hmm. letters. And one of the things that we have been doing is we um, do a multiple day a week preschool. We've right. been doing that. And what's really, really great about that is, you know, they're, those preschools and that, you know, kind of pre-kindergarten uh, classes are, I think 99% of the kids in that class are going off to a public school. Yeah, except, most of them are. Except our kid. Right. Right. So we're getting what they're doing to prepare those children to go into kindergarten. Right. And so right now she's in like the regular preschool year. Yeah. Next year or the, at the same preschool, she'll actually be in the pre-K class. The pre-K class. And that's all that kindergarten readiness stuff. So yep. yeah. So so she's she, so we've got this at home where we're really relying on this really great Blossom and Root yep. um, preschool curriculum. And then she's got a couple of days a week at preschool. Mm-hmm. It's They're just half days. And we feel like this is really important important it's it's important for her to get some social time without yeah. us it's important for her play to with other kids play with like their kids yeah. learn from other adults that aren't yeah. us it's good for her to get that experience and you know frankly i think preschool teachers are amazing people and um you know keeping the activities like going yeah. all day it's really great to take her someplace where they have a big plan and they do lots of art and they yep. you know they, they sing the songs and they do all the things uh, it also really helps us to be able to 
work with our older daughter Mm -hmm. in times when it's quiet and take her to school and stuff. So, you know, we've used it a little bit as childcare and a lot as, you know, just a really enriching experience for our younger daughter. And we did the same thing with our older and we, there was a a Montessori that we sent her to. It's closed now. Yeah. And we... Um, we saw a lot of benefits there and we said, okay, yeah, this there is was something a lot we... of growth and she felt a lot more comfortable. I remember yeah. when our younger daughter first started going to preschool, she was actually two when she started, but she was, she was ready. She needed that social time, yep. um, with other kid kids and, but she was a little bit shy at first, man. She came out of her shell so much by being well, at that preschool. And then she spent so much time with me because of the way the schedule fell mm-hmm. and the way we thought we wanted to do our schedule. She came with me to the parent partnership a lot. Right. And she loved being there and you know the great thing about our parent partnership is that you know when i'm in the classes or if i'm if i have to be in a class or i'm on campus because i have to be um my daughter's there with me and she's seen the school and she's like i cannot wait to be here and right and i think thing. that this yeah. works whether you have a parent partnership or you have a co-op or you plan yeah. to do a bunch of enrichment classes we really felt that you know having our daughters do some even a couple of days a week of preschool really helped them to feel confident and ready because it's like the moment that you start kinder or even first grade all of the enrichment class opportunities yeah. and clubs and sports and groups and yeah. everything starts opening up and we felt like it gave them a good foundation to be kind of confident in social situations with their peers so um well, you know so that's yeah, why we why we decided you know, at our parent partnership they do encourage parents to be in the classroom with the oh, yeah. students and parents. I, i'm cool with doing that for the most part but i really want my daughter to when she's in these classes to be like okay you need to be in this class you need to be a respectful person you need to be able to handle yourself. You need to be able to listen to another person, mm-hmm. you know, what for whatever reason, you know, whether they're a teacher or you're at some music class or you're at gymnastics or you're at a sport or you're, you have a part-time job in the summer when you're 15, you need to be able to listen to people and you need to be able to respect people. And so I don't, I don't like to be that crutch in the back of the room all the time. Yeah. And so I'll go like the first couple classes, but after that, I'm like, you're, you're a big kid. If you know, you're six, you're seven. If you have an issue, I'm right across in the gathering room writing my latest book. You know, yeah, yeah, you can come find me. You can come find me. You're a big kid. You're you're a strong and capable young woman. (laughs) It's a good it's a good balance between (laughs) independence, um, but with family ties. So you wanna yeah, you wanna foster that independence because I you know I, I like being in the classrooms, watching them do the things. and, and Well, and really you, you help out a lot, especially and, and, in the painting class. Yeah, they need lot, your help. And a lot of times they need help. Um, and that's fine. And, and whatever, you know, that, that it is what it is. But, you know, I like the fact that they are starting to generate that independence. You know, I'll regret that when they're 17, <laughs> you know, but, but I do want to foster that. I won't regret it. I, I think it's, I think it's important. It's I think, a great skill. I think and so. so I you, think, and I think our, our youngest is getting that independence even earlier than she our oldest was because right? she's getting this experience of being on campus with her sister and she's going to preschool and she's going she went to preschool earlier than our she oldest. did because they didn't start preschool that early at the montessori yeah. yeah i think it's really good and and i think that that we're trying to strike the right balance obviously home education is primary if they yeah. closed our parent partnership tomorrow we, we, heaven forbid we would still continue yeah, to homeschool yeah, we wouldn't be like a ball on a string and just float off into nothing we would just keep spinning we would know? just we would keep, keep homeschooling going. and then we would enroll but we would enroll in a whole bunch of different enrichment classes we would have have music lessons and we'd have a dance class and we'd have gymnastics and we'd have an art class at the art center and we would do a bunch of things so i think whether you have an experience like ours that you're actually you know we we do go to a school part-time 
um, or you just enroll in a bunch of classes, I think the principles are still the same, yep. right? And and I think that we like having that mix. So for our younger daughter, we've got this Bossman at home, we've got the preschool, yep. and we always try to keep her in one enrichment activity. And this is outside of preschool, and this is something fun that she's interested, whether it's a sport or um, uh, performing arts, yeah, something some like that. Gymnastics. Yeah, it might we be, yeah. we only keep her in one thing at a time because it's it's too much for her to do multiple activities. She's only three, yeah. um, and just something that's fun and yeah. uh, gives her some different skill and something really. She does so much tag along stuff, especially with yeah, Girl Scouts. Yeah, it's, it's and nice other to things. give her a chance to do something she really wants to do. Yeah. So we ask her, like, what is it you really want to do? And we're not afraid to drop stuff. Like we did soccer, it just wasn't her thing. It just we what, to, yeah, we she was really excited it. about it. We did it for a little while. It and did not turn out to be she, the right she thing. She was mortally wounded and offended that in the game of soccer, people can take the ball from you. Yeah. She, they, she, when the first kid took the ball from her, she was like, that's it, I'm done. The sport's see, she, terrible. She saw older <laughs> sister play soccer and she yeah. was dying to play soccer and yeah. then it ended up not being right. So for her, for her, we're just, we're sampling. We're yes. sampling enrichment classes and because she's so young, we're only just really doing things that she just wants to do. And, you know, she sees her older sister going to do enrichment things and she wants that opportunity too. Yeah. So even though, like, she's, she's three and a half, we don't, have to put her in anything i mean she doesn't need to be in anything she's been enjoying dance that's been the big one right she she, you know she was really excited to do dance because sister always likes dance and they dance at home and so it was like okay great you know this is something that she really is into and interested in um and she she's like i don't know she feels so special having her own little class oh i have my class i get to go to she loves it so so that's the little one that's the three things it's it's funny components of her education and it's funny how the big one uh kind of laments the fact that she can't do those things with her right right she's I mean, starting to be like oh man i'm a big kid i can't go and do preschooly things yeah yeah <laughs> i can't funny. go on the preschool pumpkin patch trip you exactly, know and things yeah. like that so it sounds like fun anyway so segmenting from it's our been little... very enriching for her and yeah. not uh and she's still napping so we have to you know that's a big part of her day as oh, well oh yes yes big the, part of all the of nap her day. three and a half um well because our oldest didn't give it up until she was five <laughs> cackles with glee um uh, we'll see how long we, this one lasts we'll see how it is yeah everybody's like oh matt just jinx himself um so seg- segueing from the younger one to the older one so the older one we we have been doing the prehistory if you follow us on on our youtube channel seeing uh, all the great videos we put out we're gonna be putting out a few more here in the coming weeks and months yep. um as we finish up the the combination of build your library and the blossom and root uh prehistory we've been enjoying that we're at we're getting to the end of dinosaurs so we're starting to get you know past you know the asteroid and getting into early man and early mammals it's really really fun we're excited about that it's been fun so our goal is to finish that here probably early spring time frame and then transition into the uh, Build Your Library Ancient Civilization. Yeah, Build Your Library 1. Uh, we are not going to do a Build Your Library Torchlight combo. No. We are going to do a Build Your Library 1 uh, Plus, I'm going to call it, because we just can't not add books. Exactly. I don't know why. We just we can't not add alternate and, resources. And, and, and as normal, things. we will video our We will video we'll our, our, video our thing. As a, as we, we've... Ariel, we have purchased the most rarest of all Ikea shelves. It was the last thing on our, our YouTube studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't even know if people will see it in the video, but it's where all my curriculum is now stored. So I'm excited about that. It's the only shelves in the house that are tall enough for yes. binders. Go figure. We saw we saw the shelf came came back in stock and we were like, 
dropped everything. Yeah, you ran over I Christmas ran break down, and yeah. got it. So, um, yeah, so we're excited about ancient civilizations. I, I think we're going to do it, you know, mostly as as written as far as the yeah, layout of I it. I don't so. think we're going to change that, but we are going to add some other things into it. And we might spend a bit more time in Egypt than they had planned because our daughter is very very into egypt well, and the so little we'll one see. and the little one this week has been pulling down a bunch of egypt books yeah it she feels, wants to look at the mummies books i feel like i'm living in a deja vu time warp because i remember my three and a half year old loving uh you know egypt and mummies and all of a sudden my three and a half year old now is pulling down these the books new three again. and a half year old and i'm like wait a minute which one is which you know it's it's wild. yeah i think it's cool and so we're, there must be there must be some i don't know genetic uh a predisposition to be just fascinated by these ancient be. cultures. I don't must be. So we're looking to do that for the rest of the year. Yeah, That'll that, be the rest of the I year. We'll I don't know up. if we'll finish it this year, but I, I think we'll be close. If we don't yeah. finish, we'll be close. Um, so that's going to be our big kind of main curriculum at home yep. for that. And then for math. math reading, yes. Yeah. So we're in right start C. C. We're about halfway through. And she's a first grader. So that's a second grade math curriculum. We're, yeah. we're going to be finished with it soon. Um, the, sometime here in the you know, early spring time frame. Yep, and then we're doing Math Mammoth 2 at the same time, which is a second grade. It's kind um, of a review. We're going really slow. I'm kind of treating it like a morning basket math mm-hmm. because um, if you watch one of our, listen to, I think, one of our recent um, uh, review podcasts where we talked about, I think, a short bite we reviewed uh, a workbook where, where I've been doing a morning workbook that does um, both grammar and early reading and mm-hmm. then it had math. We blazed through the math. So I finished the math and I said, well, now that the math sections are done, I need to do some morning basket math stuff. Yeah, so, the math is really good. It gets her brain warmed up. Yeah, so I, I pulled down um, the Math Mammoth books. And so we're starting to do like one, two pages a day. N- not much at all. And it's all review for her because it's we've already covered it in Right Start. So we're using Math Mammoth as kind of a morning basket review while I'm completing level C. And so right. And so then we, we'll go to the Right Start D. Right Start D after that. And we would we will finish well, Right we'll Start. Finish, we'll, once we finish Right Start C, we will then finish because it's not going to they're not going to end Right, yeah. Time. That's right. We will then finish Math, Math Mammoth 2 that will carry us into the summer and then sometime in the summer we're we'll going to start Right Start D. I would imagine we will finish Right Start D this calendar year. At the speed she's doing math, I I I I leaned back uh this this week and I was like just pulling out basic algebra stuff. And I was like, I just want to see if she like gets it. So I started having her, I taught her how to like balance an equation because she knows how to do math, you know, adding and subtracting. She knows how to do multiplication. Yeah, very simple stuff. And rudimentary division. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let me just teach, let me just see if she can like start balancing equations and solving for X. And she just got it. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like leaning back. I'm like, can I do calculus next? (laughs) And I'm like, she's really math minded. She's She's got your math mind. That's for sure. So I'm very excited about that. So that that's going to be really good. So, so that'll continue us through the year, uh, our next level of right start. So then she'll be in school term. She'll be a second grader, but she'll be having just finished third grade math so this is where we talked about her not really being on grade level anymore i don't know how she could go back to public school she'd have to take older math classes yeah and but in reading she is really on grade level pretty much maybe a little bit ahead but she's just a tad yeah she's mostly on so we're in the middle of all about reading level two yeah i think we'll finish that by the summer early spring right and then when we finish it you're gonna do maybe a month of like a a a break with an with a focus on reading right and so so Tell everybody what you're looking, what so, you're thinking to so do. So I'm looking to do. So what we have heard people say is that at the end of the All About Reading two, that a lot of people will 
find that their kids break through and begin to pick up books and read those, you know, just being able to read almost any book because at the end of that level two, we've introduced all the, you know, the weird phonemes, um, you know, WH and PH and all the weird combinations that we have. And so they have those all in their tool belt. They know how to handle, you know, silent E and, and double vowel combinations and how to, how to read those. And, you know, when do I use the long, long form? When do I use the short form? And then they've been introduced to, you know, dozens and hundreds of sight words. And so at that point, they pretty much have all the tools to read, you know, a vast majority of, of early reader books and even starting to nibble at some very early, you know, middle grade books. And people have said that this is where the kids will just pick up and right. run, right? Well, and what I've heard is where this is where the kids will um, pick up the initiative, the initiative to want to read, which I think is really what and, we're really looking for at this point. Not, not the proficiency, see, yeah. but the initiative. And the initiative for our daughter is really tied to her feeling confident in yes, her abilities. So really this month um, that you're going to take after All About Reading 2 is really about building confidence and showing her how many really interesting stories yeah. she can read. So giving her that experience. And then we'll, we'll jump into All About Reading Level 3. Well, we're going to make a choice at the end of that month and a half, month, month and a half. Right. This is our, our decision point. We have a decision point. Like, are you, do I feel you are ready? Because one of the things when we finished All About Reading 1 and we just jumped right into All About Reading 2, she wasn't ready. And I didn't find that out until we were like eight or nine lessons in. That's when we had mm-hmm. to pull back. And if you remember some of the podcasts earlier from earlier last year, early early 2022, we talked a lot about some of the, you know, the the issues around reading, some of the things that we were trying. We, we kind of pulled back. We did some more review. You did Explode the Code Explode and we did code. Beyond the Code. We did Beyond the Code, um, which were very helpful. And then we found some really wonderful uh, reading fluency techniques. And we just put out a podcast a couple of weeks about a couple of weeks ago about that. Um, and those have been just, you know, revolutionary for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to take all of these things that we've learned and all the things that I've, I've seen that has been improving her reading ability. And in this month and a half, I'm going to sort of like not push her, but like, I want to really test and show her like, it's almost like I want to like reveal to her, like, look, you can do these amazing well, things. It's, yeah. a, it's a real confidence thing. Our daughter has a real issue with just, uh, you know, just, trying something and and not being afraid to yeah. fail and then you she's know a, a lot of times a, she'll discover oh, gosh perfe- i can do it she has a perfectionist streak that runs she does that's that's and, from me yeah and it's and, totally she, from me. and she will <laughs> she will shut down and, and get really frustrated if she feels like she's not doing it right and so i think that this is helpful and so at, at that point we'll decide if we feel like she's ready for three we'll do that if we don't then we'll maybe do some more review and maybe use beyond the code beyond the code and maybe even explode the code as like a morning basket type of thing yeah the summer. and we may do explode the code in the morning either Either way, just because it's good review. Yeah. And one of the things I really felt about doing the first level of Explode the Code with her after all about reading level one was that she, it was pretty easy for her mm-hmm. and everything in reading comes kind of hard to her. So yeah. it was, it was nice for her to have Get like an easy win. Every morning she could start out being like, ah, I'm killing my reading. Yeah. And and I think that that gave her confidence to do the harder reading later in the it, day. It was also a great thing to do in the summer where they're while we do homeschool all year round, we do kind of like gear it down a little bit in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, while we're doing our main curriculum, as we talked about uh, Build Your Library, but 
reading and math, I tend to just slow it down just a little bit, maybe just miss a, a day bit. or here or there. And, but we're also, but, we're not in a parent partnership during the summer. Yeah, so we I have, have way more time. Yeah. we You, you basically cover about the same amount. Of, I probably do. I, it's probably I, the same think, speed. You think I, it's... I think it's geared down. You think it think. is, but I don't think it is. I think you're yeah. covering basically the same amount of lessons that you would. It's just that, you know, now when you l- miss a couple lessons a week, you're missing them because we're busy doing something else. Exactly. Whereas then you're choosing, and eh, we're taking the day off. And yeah. so you feel... I think you feel that, but I, also, I think it's a perception. Days are longer, time warp, you know, all that funny oh, stuff. So yeah. love the summer. Oh God, I love the summer. Um, especially in the Northwest. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So that, that'll be reading for her. So that's yeah. reading and math. And then to, to talk a little bit about our parent partnership, not everybody has yeah. obviously the option for a parent partnership, but we really wanted to talk mostly about the types of classes because everyone has a, uh, enrichment options somewhere. Yeah. There's classes that you can sign your child up for, um, for, for different things, whether it's a sport or a performing arts or, you know, um, whatever music whatever it is so we wanted to talk about kind of the category so this and, and we, we have a philosophy around this like the reason why we do we this. do we do we have some reasoning so right now for the rest of the school year she's going to continue she's in a performing arts class mm-hmm. she's in a hands-on uh, handcraft skills class she's in a practical like a it's a, it's a cooking it's a cooking class um she's in a science mm-hmm. class and uh, she is in a PE and an art. Yeah. So, and these are strategically picked because there are things that while we can do those things here at the house where we could pay to have her go do a gymnastics class or whatever, the school provides that. And so, you know, we, that we, we want to use right. that. And, and some of these are things we used to pay for and yes. now we can do. So those are kind of the yeah. categories we have her in now. Now for the next year, um, we don't know what our classes are going to be, but we're going to have to register for those towards the end of the school year. Um, but what we're looking to do to kind of augment, okay, we've got this big history component going on with build your library one. We got the math and the reading. Like we don't need help with that. One, some of the things we're looking to supplement with, we're looking to supplement by adding a science, Mm -hmm. by adding a STEM, if we can, something on the engineering side would be nice. Um, they've got lots of different kinds of you know, Lego things and robot things. And so yeah. we'll find something STEMI. Um, uh, a performing art. Yeah, the big one's the performing arts and then also... And and hands-on art. I really hands-on love her art, having a yeah. hands-on art. Uh, something uh, something handcraft, whether yeah. it's woodworking or it's... Sewing um, or... Uh, sewing yeah. or or have there's friendship crafts. There's a bunch of different types yeah. of... Uh, something something kind of hands-on with that. Uh, and then we want to put her in a music class this year. We yeah, want her to music, start an instrument. We have not done any music and we may want to do some, you know, as we get closer and closer to that, we may interview some people talking about music and how to introduce music. Right. And all music, that stuff. You know, I, I, I like uh, play around on the piano and the guitar, but yeah. I'm not very good. But you're a singer. I mean, you were in the Sweet I'm Adelines really a singer. So if we stuff. could do a choir, that would be good too. And we might do two things. We might do like a choir and, and an, an instrument, instrument yeah. um, because the choir comes a little bit more naturally to her. But we really want to get her some musical instruction. Yeah, the school, we, the school has a, uh, a choir. Not, not It wouldn't right. be like a, a religious-based choir. Right, yeah. yeah. The school has a, has a choir. So um, there's so there's some options. But those are the, the like categories we're looking to fill. Um, if we don't do like choir and an instrument, we might add a PE in yeah. because we really, we, she's loved the PE class she's doing now. And it's just kind of nice to have that op- opportunity to run around. That and, PE class is just balls and balls of fun. I mean, every time I go in there, the kids are just screaming and laughing and ear to ear. They're so. running, doing obstacle courses and all kinds yeah, of stuff. So really our, our school has a lot of options, but those are kind of the basic categories. So if you think about trying to you know, fulfill, trying to plug 
where we may be, not that we would be deficient, but they, I, I wouldn't be maximizing w- right. what they could do. Like, oh, this is a person who's taught art and who has, you know, a, a 500 square foot space devoted to art and all the art supplies you could ever right. imagine um, sitting there and saying, well, I'm going to compete against that with a small basket of acrylics. Well, yeah. Right. And it's not that we can't, can't draw can't. together or paint together yeah. or something, although it's a little bit challenging with a preschooler, but not that we can't do those things, but those teachers are skilled in that. Right. And, and she's getting to the point where even second grade, I'd love for her to take those classes from somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, right. right. So, so whether she's going to sculpt or paint or, or amazing, do collage yeah, my, yeah. or whatever, I want her to, you know, or, or draw, I want her to yeah. learn it from somebody who knows. And my, so that's my skills only go far so far and i think most of my art skills end at second grade yeah and like handcraft (laughs) skills whether you know we're going to do sewing i mean i can kind of sew but you know i just i think we're at the level where we are outsourcing to some experts now science we could totally do in science we might we might drop science out and pick science up at home um that we'll see there is a science component to build your library one and i think I'm not going to remember exactly right what it is off the top of my head. It's late, y'all. But um, anyway, there is a science component to Build Your Library 1, and we might just decide to do that and be done with it. I'm not primarily focusing on doing the science piece of it right yeah. now. If we end up thinking that we want to do it, we will. But I'm really looking to Build Your Library to be our main literature, history. I'm really not looking to them for science, um, but you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll use it. So that's what she's doing. And then outside of that, we're going to do sports. Yeah. Sport, one sport at a time. Cause yes. we're not crazy. Yeah. So right now we're doing basketball and stellar coaching. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Some, some would say the best coaching, the best coaching. She the had best. her first game today and, and Matt is her coach. And so he did a very nice job and <laughs> uh, nobody got hurt. And the no, girls had, had a lot mul- of fun. I had multiple injuries. No, no, but, they, but they were I hand, not. I handled them all. They were not no, bad injuries. There was no blood. That's we've, right. We, we've we've already had multiple hits to the face in practices. We already lost one tooth, but that was that was. It know, was already wiggly. It was already wiggly. <laughs> I can't take fault for that one, but we we did not have blood today, which was good. That's right. There was no blood. Um, I I, if, you know, you you can't see Matthew, but if you watch our YouTube videos, I don't know if you can get a sense of it. But Matt's a big guy. He's he's <gasps> six foot six, and uh, he was he was con- consoling a how tall is she? Oh God, maybe four feet. Maybe no, four no, feet. no, no. She's probably sub four foot. Sub four just foot. Sobbing, sobbing first grader today, yes. and so he's getting all the way down there and really helping her. And it was very cute. All, all my all my empathy came out, and I, I've been empathy for three free for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we're doing one sport at a time with our older daughter, and then for her kind of social enrichment thing that's extra, we're doing Girl Scouts. Uh, we started Girl Scouts in the it's fall. Been, it's been wonderful. We've really enjoyed it. She's gotten a big sense of independence. It's, um, great, it's great too that the the Scout troop is a uh, a troop centered around homeschoolers. Yeah, it's, it's homeschoolers. So one of the things that we really wanted, uh, our, our parent partnership, while great, is very large. And it's very large. It's, it, there's a couple of, there's a couple of kind of programs you can get into if you're in one of the performing arts programs or something. There's some of them you get into that have a whole string of classes. Some of the music classes are yeah. that way. And maybe she could get in there with kids and then stay with that same group as they go all the way up. But a lot of them, it's kind of like college. People are all over. They're taking all different classes. And so, you know, the funny thing is I actually, I told that to somebody this week. I said, this place feels more like college than it does a 
like a, a middle school or right. an elementary because, school. Because, I mean, there's like you over take, 200 classes. I mean, yeah. they're all different grades but and things. Like but you take like one class, you have seven classes you go to and you have a schedule and you go periodically. Right, and there's, feels, there's breaks between it and people yeah. are homeschooling. It it's joyful like chaos It feels there. like college. Yeah, yeah. So, so because of that, I, w- I wanted this... I wanted this through line of homeschool friends that our daughter could grow up with. Yeah, exactly. That she could, these are friends that she could have kind of long-term. And our homeschool troop is a multi-age troop. It goes all the way from daisies up to cadets, which are like preteens. So I I really wanted that for her. And so far, it's been a really good experience. Now, um, talk to me after cookie season. I might say something different (laughs) because that's coming up here for us in the next few weeks. Lots of nutty words. So we'll see. But but yeah, so that's why we have her in that. Even though we have a lot of enrichment classes going on, the Scouts is something just uh, different. And I think that it's something where, you know, none of her classes, uh, all her classes are, they're instructor led. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I like about Scouts is it's girl-led. So it's, hey, we're going to do something, but you get to make the decisions. You get to decide what we're going to eat on our camping trip. You're going to help prepare the meals. You're going to plan our hike. You're going to lead our hike. You're going to do... And and I love that it's one of the only places that she's given that responsibility um, and and those choices to kind of, you know, be... Be resilient, be confident, you know, and yeah. and and figure things out. So be I big, really like to be a big girl, get that independence. I like it. Yeah. So I, I really like uh, what we've done there. We went camping um, in last fall and she spent like 10 or 15 minutes on the way home just listing all the things she had yeah. never done before um, that she did that weekend. And we were only there for two days. She's very proud of herself. I, I believe a lot of the uh, personal growth, uh, confidence in herself, what she can do, what she can't do and all that type of stuff is I think Scouts is going to be a blossoming thing for her. Yeah. I've seen I've seen really good progress um, in her so far with that and she's developing some great friendships. So we're yep. going to continue with that unless it falls apart and it's no good anymore. But yep. uh, so far, been good. Yep. And then during this year, um, for some span of time, we are going to take a break from everything and we're yep. going to do a very special kind of unit study thing. Kind homegrown. Of homegrown. Home, home, homegrown for both girls. And mm-hmm. we're going to do that leading up to uh, a special event. And... We will not spoil that. We will tell you about it when when, when it's done. Yeah, but sometime yes. this year we're going to be yeah taking a break from not everything. We we basically will never take a break from reading and math, but we'll take a break from our main uh, curriculum yeah. and our build your library stuff, and we'll take a break and we'll do this special unit study, and we'll probably take a break from uh, Blossom and Root as well, yeah. and do and do this. So yeah, we're excited about that, and we'll talk about that later. Absolutely. No spoilers on this episode. No, no spoilers on that one, and 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 you will all understand why when we do it. Um, and then obviously through the summer, a lot of questions always come up, like you know, kind of what we do we do through summer. I think we already kind of alluded to that a little bit, but we just kind of gear down. We do have a lot more time. We do try to again. Get up. I don't think we gear it down. If anything, I think you end up doing more in the summer on yeah. our on our build your library I kind of main curriculum. I think you do more because you have more time. What's yeah, What's wonderful re- about the, the parent partnership yes. is it's great, but it is seven classes, and we are running around quite a bit to do those. And so Without while they're doubt. all good, and I at this point I wouldn't drop out of a single one of them because she loves them yeah. all um the summer is a nice time to i love it because i can go focus on, and go really on go hikes it's deep, very it's very relaxing it's very relaxing both mm-hmm. girls kind of just relax through the summer i really loved last summer i found we yeah, no preschool we got to the park every day we we went for walks we rode mm-hmm. bikes 
you know, we got out to, you know, do hikes. We got to do, you know, a lot of play dates. I just love the summers. They're, they're a ton of fun and, and I can really structure my day around those, those fun events. And then obviously my, my oldest. And great play dates. We did a lot of play dates last summer. A ton of play dates last summer and, and they really needed that. And, you know, I needed that too, because getting out, getting all that vitamin D. I mean, there's no, there's no enrichment activities. There's no sports. There's no scouts. There's nothing nothing during the summer. Although I don't know, she may go to, go to scouts camp this summer for a week or something, but she'll have a little bit of stuff, but I mean, having three in general, there three and a half months off is just so, so amazing, you know, and kind of getting that breather. I just didn't realize, I think how much time we did spend at the parent partnership and how, how, how much time, you know, going to preschool and doing all these fun activities and during the school year, it's very, you know, it's enriching in and of itself, but there's just a lot going on. I mean, we've got basketball practice, we've got sports, we've got activities. And it's like, you know, at the beginning of this year, I thought my hair was going to just melt off, but <laughs> now I'm like, I'm into it. I'm, you know, it, the one, the one great thing about human beings, we're all adaptable and we, we always like adapt to the new norm. You know, we're like a, we're like, we're like a, uh, a cup and it's different shapes, but we can all hold yeah. water. And, and, you know, we, we, we found our new normal and what's going to be funny is come June, it's going to be like, uh, what do we do, daddy? I'm like, I, I don't know. What well, then we? you have to do, I remember yeah. last summer you being super excited yeah. at the beginning about, oh, we have no responsibilities. But then it was like, daddy, what are we doing? Daddy, what are we doing? Daddy, what are we doing? And you had to come up with all of it. And you couldn't say like, I felt like go play for a half yeah. hour because then we're going to go to, we're going to go to basketball or whatever. Yeah. Like there wasn't anything else to relieve you of that. So there were a lot of play dates. Um, the summers are beautiful here. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good this summer. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a good time. Um, it would be good to see a lot of family and, 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 and visit and, and Ariel, I promised you, we're going to go on some dates this summer. Movies. I'm going to take you to a dinner and a movie at least well, once. Yes. Someday. Yes. We, grandparents are back in the state this year. They weren't, they weren't they're here. Back in state. They weren't here last year for a variety of reasons. Um, yeah. and they're back. they're back and they're back for good. So I don't think we good. realize how much how important it is to have family around as a kind of a relief valve for your own, your own. Well, right. We, you know, we don't have yeah, your own it, mental health. You know, our kids are, our kids are frankly not even fully awake. They're in bed cuddling with me when we hear the school bus go by on our street. Oh, I know. I know there, a lot of times they're sleeping because you know, daddy's downstairs in the garage running on the treadmill and I'm looking out and I see that school bus drive by. And yeah. Like, and the kids aren't awake. They yet. are not up. And they so, and so we, you know, we don't drop our kids at school and have that time yeah. all day um, where, they're gone doing things and we've got this kind of break if we even if you were home yeah. usually we would have been working probably but yeah. even if you were a stay-at-home parent um but for us as homeschoolers we're with our kids all day long and so it's it is nice you have to kind of really prioritize those times off yeah, because you know you there's it's great being together with our kids is wonderful it's wonderful. such a blessing but it's nice to have you know some time and Yes. Mommy wants to see Avatar, so we've got to figure that out. <laughs> we, we will see it sooner than sooner or later. Hey, next, next weekend. Next weekend, we're we going to go that, see right? Avatar. Um, so anyway, uh, that is what we're doing for this year. It's a nice little summary. Uh, we're able to talk about both kids now. It's really exciting. So if you're yeah, if you're out there fun. and you're sitting there going, "How how do I homeschool?" and I got a two year old and everything. Hey, we we've been there. Uh, totally understand where you're yeah. at. It will get better. Um, just keep pushing strategically schedule things like for example we strategically scheduled preschools to you know give us time to you know educate the older one and that type mm-hmm. of thing this year we i prioritized my own personal time and so we, we like stacked everything on top of it because you know our youngest can now do homeschool with my oldest and she's not you know distracting her yeah. so as right. things change and evolve your your decisions will change and evolve and it's really good to 
you know, look at the year in totality and plan and talk to your, your, your significant mm-hmm. other um, about what you guys want to do and what are the accomplishments and what are things going right and what are things going wrong and how, right. how can you structure everything to, you know, be as enriching as possible and as enjoyable as possible because, yep. you know, this is a lot of work. And, oh, it's a ton of work. And, and and the funny thing is it's such a big piece of our lives, right? Our children's education, we're not outsourcing that. And so that's we're in we're we're doing that in shop. And because we're doing it here, it becomes a huge piece of our life. This is what we talk about a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, how was homeschool at the end of the day? Or here you know, go show mommy your math test or go show mommy that artwork you did today and right. tell mommy about preschool today or tell mommy about your cooking class today. It's like, you know, what was the new food you tried? And you know, those type of things you know, just become everything we talk about. And, you know, for us, it's very important to make sure that those are good and positive and enjoyable experiences. And to do that, I think we need to set it up so that it works. Like how your schedule works or how how you want to do your schedule does not have to be the forever schedule. Like you may want to make a change. You may want to do this or that. And we are going to be checking in all year. I mean, obviously this is our plan for the year. And our plan last year, we... We pretty much did it. Pretty much did it. I yeah. mean, we we're very close. I mean, we yeah. we got done what we wanted to accomplish. Yeah. The kids don't. The kids don't metamorphose. You know, like like a caterpillar into a butterfly, and like very rare. I, I have not had that experience where the you know our original plan, and then by the end of the year, our kid is a completely different kid. And, right. You know, we, it's we very had that. similar, and we, we do check that. in. We, we're checking in all the time, but and we're asking ourselves, yeah. especially as we're starting to approach the end of a curriculum. This is our plan for the next one. Does that still make sense? And we're going to yeah. be checking in all year. At some point, if it doesn't, I mean, we'll we'll tell you uh, if we make a change. But, you know, this is our best laid plan. And, mm-hmm. you know, depending on many factors, we could decide to make a change. But right now, this is the way that we want to go. Then I think we'll match best with our kids where they're at and their learning styles. Because really where I think the where things are moving the most with respect to like what we will do or how we will do it are not things this year like this the stuff that we're doing now we did not talk about yesterday we've been talking about it the back end of last right year. i mean and to be, to be were, fair we've been planning we we know what we're doing for the next few years, few years right we yeah, yeah I, I mean i probably have the next five years roughly planned yeah. what speed we go at different things what speed yeah. we move on with all about reading or with build your library yeah. or with right start but like you what know, we're doing specifically but in the 2024 we know kind of what we're going to 2024 do. year we have kind of a ballpark but that's something that could be moving and shifting a little bit but this year we pretty much have it locked down like what we want to accomplish what we will do right obviously we can add a little thing here add a little thing there take away something here take away something there it's that's that's without a doubt but like the main big pieces i think are all set yeah and and kind of overall just in a very holistic view our our younger daughter and and our older are on two totally separate tracks right now and when our younger yeah we're going to be starting to merge them as our as our younger daughter gets older we're going to start merging those tracks together where our main um, history and lit curriculum is concerned yes that because that's the bulk of the books and stuff obviously they'll never be merged for something like reading or math but some other things science depending on depending on the type of science we may get a kid who just runs through reading and all of a sudden we're on the same curriculum yes it could could certainly be but uh barring anything weird like that wild thing like that we're trying to move them towards the the lit-based curriculum uh, is a big part of our day. There's a lot of books to read and activities yep. to do. And we really don't want to have two kids on two different levels of Build Your Library. So we are going to be trying to m- move towards a merger at some point. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's coming for yeah. us. And that's so. on the horizon next two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully that was helpful. 
you know, when you're thinking about what you're doing for this year, maybe you do your planning in the summer for the, for the calendar year, whatever it might be. Hopefully this gives you some ideas on what we're doing, how we think through things, Mm -hmm. you know, how Ariel and I are talking right now is a lot of, you know, right before we, we hit play and started recording this, we were putting some notes down on, on a piece of paper, just like, oh, you know, we'll make sure we're, we're not getting off, you know, <laughs> you know, our topic and everything. But a lot of it is, this is how we talk about things. And this is how we communicate and plan and think about these, these type of important events, especially with our kids. And especially now, it's not just one kid. Now we've got two kids. And yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's just scaling up the amount of work. But it's, I think, you know, with life in, in general, especially how you move through with these early learners, you know, you know, first they're glowworms and then they start rolling around and then they start walking. So it's, it's doled out slowly. And the, as we're scaling up, it's, it's a slow scale up. And mm-hmm. I think every time there's this new like level or new step that we have to get up to, it's not a dramatic thing where we're like, you know, it's too much that we can't handle. So every time we, we add a little bit more or have to do a little bit more, it seems very manageable. And so I think you know, having these type of conversations are important in order to keep our, you know, our focus and our, you know, ensure our success. Yeah, you know, I totally agree. So let's end it the way we've been ending it lately is a, you know, book of the week. Yes. Ariel, tell us about book four. Yeah. So uh, the book of the week for, well, so just a, I guess we have kind of two books of the week. So the book of the week that I'm reading with our daughter is uh, the uh, Harry Potter for the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. So we're about specific, halfway through that. Which ones? The illustrated edition. The right? illustrated edition. I highly recommend the illustrated edition. If you haven't read it to your kid before, it's their first time through Harry yeah. Potter. I think the illustrated edition is just, it's where it's at, y'all. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes because it's beautiful. And if you don't own it, you should. Uh, it's great. Yeah, you're so st- You're starting to run into the issue where the movies and the content of the books are starting to run out ahead of a what a seven-year-old would yeah so we yeah so we're especially when harry turns to the dark side and becomes voldemort's assistant isn't that what happened (laughs) so uh so yeah (laughs) we keep telling very big massive lies about the end of the harry potter just to mess with her and she just looks at me and goes that's a lie but then she's like I don't know though. <laughs> so yeah, we did wait until she was just wait, just wait until Dobby. She had read all three. We'd read all three books, yeah. um, and I made her wait until she turned seven to because start Ask- Goblet. Azkaban was a little bit more of a serious movie. Like even just like the way they color graded it, it's a lot mm-hmm. darker. It's a lot more. I mean, you get that the first of the Dementors, right? In that one, yeah, day. yeah. And, and you talk a lot more about death in that movie, and a lot more about like you know, prison and and kind of that nuance of life and death. And I think there's more about his parents in this one because it's talking about his uncle and everything. Yeah. And and, and then obviously in this one that's coming up, it's like, okay, it's death city, right? Right. And so we're going to see how she handles all of that. Um, And I'm, I'm not sure when we will move on to five, but I feel like it's going to be a while. He killed Batman. Uh, So, um, so anyways, uh, we're doing that. And then our daughter is reading Artemis Fowl uh, via audiobook, And she's She's like three, three yeah, three books in uh she's having a really wonderful time with yep. that i just want to mention it because audiobooks are such a huge part of her life it's she, become a huge part of my own life as well yeah, yeah she does audiobooks every day we got her some uh, her grandfather got her some wireless headphones oh, for christmas and Get yourself she some wireless loves headphones. them we'll link the ones she has in the show notes yeah, they're like 20 bucks they're great they're, they're great and it allows her to either do lego or work on her sewing projects or color or whatever and not yeah. have any cords or anything uh, it also allows the tablet to stay plugged in and charge charging um, all the time and safe so we like that as well about it um yeah so she's she's going through those and really enjoying them um but that's the books that we're reading right now and that we are enjoying for for enrichment and uh, pleasure 
Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!